Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? This is your old buddy, John, and you have once again found the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am here, as always, with the editor of Sketch, Bill Nichols, the publisher of Sketch, Bob Hickey, and today we are going to talk about conventions. But first, how you doing tonight, guys? Hey, John. This is Bill. Doing great. Hey, doing good, John. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. And so, conventions... There are a bunch of them coming up this year. Um, I'm not sure about you two, but I think I'm committed to about 24 of these bad boys this year. Wow. So that's a pretty big uh, that's a pretty big commitment uh, on my part, anyway. Um, if you want, I can go through the entire well, the at least the entire list as it affects uh, the local community right anyway i can go through the entire list or we can just talk about what um what conventions you guys think you might be hitting this year well yeah i mean we can we can hit on the ones that you think are um relevant to everybody okay you know well um i can definitely do that well the first one coming up in a very short amount of time uh and the name is going to sound like a joke but it actually isn't it's called DanCon. It's in Orlando Park, Illinois, and that's coming up on the 20th. Now, there's a little backstory to this. One of the uh, contributors to Comic Related is named Decapitated Dan. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of stuff with the horror genre. So uh, a lot of people have been telling him that he should start up a convention. Well, he actually took that idea and ran with it. So he's going to have a one-day convention um, up there in Illinois. I'm not quite sure where Orland Park is, but um, he's going to have a lot of uh, horror luminaries, a lot of creators up there that deal with the horror genre. I saw the poster on on ComicRelated.com. Yes, you did. Um, And I said, we all thought at first that it was a joke. We're like, surely not, because... Way back in the day, we called another convention um, named after. We nicknamed it after another one of the contributors because it's a, it was him and some other people, mm-hmm. and we thought that this was just you know that sort of joke, but it turns out it's a real indeed convention. Um, then after that one, and um, this is one we were at last year for the first time, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, C2E2. Mm, I'm doing that uh, one this year. And it, um, sadly, I'm not. I'm, I'll be at the next convention we uh, that I'm going to mention. Yeah. Um, but I do know that Chuck is going to be there mm. and yeah. uh, and a few other folks I don't are going to be there. I don't think Chuck will be there. Actually, he is going to be there now. Okay, so he's I've not been... doing the furry con that weekend? No, no, no. The furry con got shot down. Um, okay. The folks at C2E2 were a bit taken aback 
that he wasn't going to be there. Oh, okay. They really want him there. Because um, they are... Chuck and uh, the people that run C2E2 and the New York Con have kind of uh, created a relationship, a mutually beneficial advertising relationship, and they really wanted him there. Uh-huh. So he is definitely going to be at C2E2 this year. Good, good. Which is March 18th, 19th, and 20th for uh, people who didn't know that one. Um, After that's the one I'm going to be at, unless uh, one of our other partners uh, manages to get well and be there that weekend. Uh, I'm going to be at Space, which is the Small Press and Alternative Comics Expo. That one's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, runs just the Saturday and Sunday of that weekend, March 19th and 20th. Right. Space is a really good show for indie creators. It's a smaller show. Uh, it's um, it's a lot of folks who do the much smaller kind of comic, the little hand, uh, you know, barely the Ma- size of a match. match mini uh, comics. Packet. Mini comics, huh? thank you. Huh? Uh, do mini comics, do, uh, you know, a lot of the... Uh, the smaller press sort of things. The the things that you really think of when you think small press. Yeah, uh, there's some regular size comics and stuff there too. A, oh yeah, that's true. There's regular size circulation. They don't have a right. wide circulation or readership. Um, I did it two years ago, and I think it was two or three years before. Oh no, it was more than that before I'd done it earlier. Um, it, it's it's a fun fun show. Yeah, it's it's really a social show a lot. You know, you get to you get to talk to and see a lot of other people who are pretty much in the same boat you are as far as you know creating a book and uh, and dealing with uh, distribution issues and things. So it's it's really kind of a hangout, meet people, commiserate, cathartic sort of show, rather than like a C two E two where it's just kind of run and gun the entire weekend right um i think the biggest problem i have with that is i haven't been it moved to a new venue last year um, yeah I and heard. i didn't see that i wasn't at that one but the biggest thing is it doesn't have much as far as drawing in people from the outside right and that's what you know anytime you do a show you want to try have an opportunity to build new readers and I think that's the one thing that, that space is lacking. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful show, especially for new creators, early creators, small press creators. But it, it doesn't offer them the opportunity to really show their works to people outside of their little, of their community. And, uh, and he's up there in Columbus with this show. And it'd be, a, he's, I'd just like to see him draw in more people. And I, you know, I don't know what it's going to take as far as advertising or promotions or what to get more people to walk in through the front door. But I think if he could ever fix that end of it, get more people through the front door, um, he's got him a great old show on his hands. A great show. Oh yeah. And, and Bob Corby, he puts a lot of work into this show. A lot of work. They, they bust their tail off on this show. But, um, yeah, I just like to see him. I like to see him get the people walking through the door. That way, everybody sitting behind the table would be benefiting more from it. Um, I had planned on doing it this year, but when it landed on the same weekend as C two E two, I had to take Blue Line to C two E two. So, yeah, that made a lot of people sad. I think that uh, that 
things couldn't get worked out where those could be split up a little more. Right. Because there there tends to be a lot of people who, you know, C2E2 is a money show. C2E2 is a show where you go and you, you know, that's where you pay the bills. Uh, Hopefully. Mm -hmm. You know, space, uh, space, not so much. Right. Space, you know, you end up, you generally end up trading your book to other creators for their book. So it it gets to be uh, a different sort of thing. But, you know, um, like I said, I'll be there um, and I'll be doing interviews unless uh, one of our one of our fellow uh, creators manages to um, get his health together because he likes space a great deal. Um, And if that turns out, I will probably be hopping on the C2E2 wagon. Okay. But um, beyond that, uh, the next one that's local is uh, Gem City, which is April 3rd. Gem City is uh, it's a fun little one-day show mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I, uh, I think uh, a lot of people enjoy. They generally get a really good crowd, uh, a really interesting mix of creators and vendors. So, and it's up in Dayton, Ohio, so, uh, you know, it's not far off from where we are. Right, right. So, um, uh, is it still on that campus? I believe so. Okay, yeah, yeah we it's went, probably in that same campus. I was up there last year. Yeah, it's an interesting little show. Yeah, it's a nice little show. It's not, you know, it's not huge or anything like that. But it's, it's kind of one of those shows that we go to out of, uh, you know, we've gone to it for so long, we just keep going to right. it more than anything else. Well, you guys know uh, the promoters through so comic related. Yeah, yeah, hmm? yeah. We definitely know those guys well. Um, one that may not interest a lot of people, but um, it's a nice little genre show that's coming up. And uh, one of the guys uh, who is now on Zone 4, Ron Fortier, a uh, guy that's been around comics for many, many years, uh, goes to the Windy City Pulp and Paper Con. Wow. He's a big, he's a big pulp guy, and that's up in... Uh, Lombard, Illinois, on April 15th, 16th, and 17th. Uh, from what I understand, it's it's a fairly new show, but it's a really big deal show. Wow, really? So, uh, so uh, if anybody has a big interest in Pulp, you might check that out. Uh, now, beyond that, um, well, it has nothing to do with has nothing to do with creators, but uh, since we uh, are podcasting right now. Um, <laughs> This is a podcasting show. Oh, cool. It's called the Super Show. It's called the Super Show done by the guys who do indie spinner rack. Right. So it's a huge, huge show um, for podcasters and things like that. So, you know, maybe maybe someday this sketch podcast will be up there. But um, let's see. Beyond <coughs> that, there is, there is Free Comic Book Day on May 1st. Yeah, where are we going to do uh, that at? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. That'll be new for us here. Yes, this is the yes, first time uh, I haven't had to run a store in our event in seven years. So, so we'll yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. We'll go hang out somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure we yeah. will. <laughs> we'll have to find some comic store to go hang out in that day. Uh, beyond that is, uh, well, Heroes Con, which Heroes is always a lot of fun if you can get there. Shelton's great, <laughs> great promoter. He's been doing that show for a yeah. long time. I'm I really enjoy that show. I'm hoping to be able to take the family myself to it this year. Still got to work out the arrangements and everything with Shelton, but yep. yeah, it's a great show. It's a very that's gonna be, 
art-friendly slash comic-friendly show. They, right. They just, you just feel like that they're there for comics. That's what it's about, and that's that's fun. Um, where C2E2, it's about the entertainment, however, wherever, you know, um, that that show is big, but it's it's about the comics. So, sorry. Yeah. Catch y'all. No, no, that's fun. No, that was that was completely fun. Yeah. Um, of all the shows I've been to, um, well, nothing to do with the show, but I had the worst drive to Heroes two years ago. <laughs> But um, I had the greatest time at Heroes uh, of any con uh, last year. Okay. It was really, you know, everything was really cool from the drive because, you know, I navigated. And (laughs) because, uh, you know, the whole weekend was just fantastic. So I definitely uh, suggest to people if they want to go to a great show, head to Heroes. now, a new con in my part of the world, uh, Derby City Con, is July 16th. Um, don't know much about it yet. The uh, There's a lot going on there, apparently. They're building their schedule every day, and there's more going on. So that might end up being a big deal, but we'll have to see. Um, it's not at all local, but you almost have to mention uh, San Diego Comic Con. Right. Uh, running from the 21st through the 24th. Uh, we're definitely going to be there, comic-related. It's definitely going to be there. Great. Uh, I have said if I had to put a saddle on my dog and ride him out there, I'm going this year. <laughs> so <laughs> I will definitely be there. Uh, beyond that, there's some really good shows, but they're not quite local. There's Baltimore, which is a great show, Dragon Con. Uh, the next one beyond that would be Champion City Con which is another small show, but a, a really good one uh, put on by Friends of Comic Related. And uh, that's in, that one's September 10th. Then beyond that, the Cincinnati Comic Expo, which mm-hmm. is September 17th. And that was a real big surprise show. It was. It uh, was. About how good it was. Yeah, about how great everything was in that show. Um, let's see. Beyond that's Detroit... Which is, what is uh, Detroit? Detroit is September 24th. Detroit Fanfare is right. the 24th, 25th. I did the first one of that. It was a really good show. Um, they're moving it to another hall already on the right. second time. Um, they had a lot of people, had a lot of creators. So, uh, and there again, it was about comics and selling comics and the artist. And you know, there's a couple things I suggested they really do different. But all in all, it was a really, really good show. Good weekend. Yeah, I, I really wanted to go to that. Um, I'm definitely going to make it this year. So, uh, or, yeah, it's still this year. Uh, I'm definitely going to make it this year. Uh, beyond that, um, not quite local, but still definitely a con people should check out if they get a chance is New York Comic Con. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, put on by the same guys who do C2E2. Yep. Um, and yeah. I've never been there myself, oh my gosh. it's, it's a great show from, you know, everything I've heard. Chuck Moore has been up there twice. Yeah. Bill already. Bill Love and I was up there this last year. Oh, that's and, true. You uh, were. Yeah. You? We spent the weekend up there and just checking it out. Didn't set up with anybody or anything. Just checked it out and, uh, you know, spent time making a lot of connections 
And uh, actually, Eric Adams sat up there in Artist Alley for the first time. Um, it is huge, huge amount of people, unbelievable amount of people. Um, I heard people say that that the uh, comic people did what lawyers, doctors, and everything else has never been able to do, which is sell out that convention center. Um, it was packed. There was unbelievable amount of people there. So uh, it's a great show if you can wait through it and you want to spend the day seeing some great stuff. It is well worth going if you're in that area. Um, I would definitely try to make it back this year. I, I'm not too sure how we're going to set up. I said if I could get an artist alley, I'd probably just set up an artist table and not go the whole big booth set up, but we'll see. Right. And then uh, after that, uh, kind of the last comic show uh, for the year for uh, most of us would be Mid-Ohio, which is October 22nd and 23rd. Right. Another another semi-local show being in Columbus, Ohio. A show I've been to a couple of times. Uh, always had a good time at. So, so uh, check it out. And that's about it. Um, I skipped a few that didn't really have to do with comics. But that's, uh, that's kind of the range of shows that I'll be at at least this year. So... Quite a few. And you're going to be set up mostly with comic-related, correct? Correct, yeah. Mostly with comic-related at all those shows. Uh, there are a few we may just be backpacking it. Uh, but I, for the most part, I think we'll have tables at pretty much every show I mentioned. Right. So, Bill, you've been quiet. Well, John's going through the list of shows he's going to be at. Sounds like John's going to be busy. I'm going to be very busy, sadly. Well, not sadly. Actually, this it's fun for me to do this, but it is going to be a big-time commitment. Yes, it is. Talking almost every other weekend, you're gone. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's a, Yeah, I pretty much told the wife, uh, don't expect to see me much <laughs> <laughs> starting in March. But, um, you know, there have been... Well, we've all been to cons at one time or another, and there's been great con experiences. There's been bad ones. So uh, for people who've never been to a con before, uh, maybe we should uh, kind of let them know, give them, give them the ups and downs of going to a con. Who wants to run with that? Because <laughs> I've talked a lot, and I need to sip a drink first. <laughs> Well, gee, who's been to a lot of shows? You, Bill. Not so much anymore. Right. Back in the day. Back in the day when they made <laughs> shows at a cave walls. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of shows. I started Blue Line out of uh, a trunk of a car. We would show up at conventions like one-day shows. Um, and you could find one-day shows. That's where I met you, Bill. Um, yep. You could find them all over the place at that point in time. And we would load up the trunk of a car and hit the convention with paper and handful of art supplies and set up at them. And I was, John, you thought, you think 20-something shows? We were averaging 30, 35, close to 40 shows a year. That's this, incredible. This first couple, my wife truly did not see me much. Um, the first couple of years we did Blue Line. And it started like, almost immediately after I got married too. I think uh, <laughs> we got married in October and the first weekend of uh, November's when they used to have the mid Ohio con that was up in Mansfield. Right. And uh, that 
pretty much kicked off what we were doing at that point in time. So, um, yeah, I've done a lot of shows. Done a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Um, if you're going as a fan, you need to pick a show and an investment because a show is an investment. It's like going to movies, but you're going to invest a lot more money. And uh, you need to uh, be careful on you know the show you pick to go to and sort of pick out what you're trying to achieve. Like you said, you know, Ron, he's, he's into the pulps and the stuff like that, and I'm sure he'll have a blast at that show. And so as, as, a, as a creator and as a fan, as a fan, you need to be careful, you know, careful where you spend your money because you want to make sure you get your, your entertainment value. You want to, uh, if you want to see the big guys, and it's definitely C2E2, uh, Wizard World still pulls on a good show. Lots and lots of merchandising at Wizard World, Chicago. Um, yeah. I told you a good show, John. We just did not too long ago. It was Wizard World Atlanta. Yeah, that was a great show. I'm, and uh, I think I'll go back this coming year. I think. Yeah, I think we will, too. Yes. I'm surprised it's not on the list that, somewhere. That was a lot of fun. And I don't think we know a date yet. Yeah, that's I don't, probably why that's not on the list. I don't think they have set the date yet. But they have yeah. the same center. I liked it, and that's what's big for me. As, as a creator going in who's got to spend a three or four days in this area, um, I'm looking at where I'm going to be, what the setup's going to be like, because usually we're pulling a big truck or a trailer, and it's like, okay, is it easy in, is he out? Do you have to put, do a lot of crap to get to it? Uh, is it a pain to park the trailer or whatever? Um, I liked Atlanta. Atlanta was right off the expressway once we actually found the place. Um <laughs> I liked it. You know, there's plenty of places to eat for us to eat. Um, it, it was like all real convenient. And I'm a big thing guy. You know, once I unload, park my car, I'm done for the weekend. I don't want to have to drive all over the place. You know, you're tired. You've been in the show all day. You don't want you want to go eat and relax, and spend time with friends. So, um, that 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 yeah, was a, very much that was a good show. Um, haven't done C2E2. Uh, I know. Well, actually, they just billed us for our rooms today. So right. um, I know we're going to be there. Um, it had originally set up that Skystorm was going to set up with comic-related. Uh, uh, I think that's still happening. Okay, I need to. Yeah. I'll probably be talking to Chuck this weekend. Yes, you need uh, to. You need to, but I think that's still the plan. Okay. We're gonna, Blue Line's going to be there. It's got a corner booth right in front, down, down right. in front of Artist Alley. So we'll be two locations, hopefully. But um, when you go as a, as a creator, you've got to really look at, at how much you want to invest into setting up at the con. And you got to make sure you, if you're looking to exposure only, make sure you got enough, enough stuff to give away. Um, with your name, your website, your, you know, your, your imagery on it. Uh, you're looking to make money, then you got to look at the show and look at what kind of merchandise can move at that show. Because every show has its fan base and depending on the show what kind of fan base can you sell a lot of comics there are you more likely to sell buttons and trading cards there um, t-shirts you know what what could possibly and you, you, the thing is you really don't know unless you you sort of got to make friends with people who's out there doing shows and sort of find out from them what they're moving what what's you know what's selling for them and well that helps if you can do that um, so you gotta be careful doing shows you can invest a lot of money into them and there used to be the days 
I mean, I, I remember shows that we walk out of Wizard World Chicago and Blue Line make, you know, $25,000. Um, those were great shows. Great shows. Non-stop shows. Um, it doesn't happen anymore. I was really surprised to see you eat through this last year um, about how they had they had this huge webcomic section. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't put back, you know, way back in the Artist Alley. It was right there, kind of center stage, um, almost behind the Marvel setup. There was several rows of mini comics, or not mini web comics, comic creators. web comics creators. Um, and with these great setups, I, found, um, I came across the several really good uh, web comics. Um, that I that I had never heard of before, you know that mm-hmm. that were completely alien to me, but they were fantastic. Um, of course, Laura Ennis of the Dreamer was there. Right. Uh, you know, we all know her, but there were several others that I I was extremely impressed by, and I was really impressed by how they had set that up. And C two E two was set up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've all been to cons. where the setup is just horrendous um especially for artist alley yeah you know our artist alley is sometimes lucky if it's even in the same building (laughs) let alone let alone put somewhere where someone can find it uh but the way this was set up was really was really great uh you know they had the big guys up front of course with their big massive displays uh they, but they had that nice peppering of not only uh, the webcomics people, but they had the podcasting people um, in a certain spot. And uh, the vendors were all off to the left of the thing. Huh. And then the entire back area was the artist alley. Right. You know, the entire the entire width of the show and the entire back area was all artist alley and then they were smart enough to put all the signing things behind that really yeah so wow when people had to line up to sign they lined up on the far right hand side and they weren't bugging anybody right the only thing that they were standing in front of that people needed to get to were the bathroom that's cool you know, they weren't blocking anybody's table. They weren't bugging anybody's sales or anything like that. You know, they, it was a really, really good setup. I was really impressed. So more shows should definitely do that because there's been a couple of times that we've, you know, the tables I've been at have been victim of the line oh, yeah. standing in front of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just, that's just not only a sales killer, but... You know, it's a it's a mood killer. Oh yeah. Because yeah, you, you want to get angry and you want to go yell, but you know. Well, the the, the cool thing is that if you can, it sounds like you, they're trying to attract people by the artist alley people to get back to the signings. So that's like running the crowd past you, which is good. You want that. Yeah. Um, so no, that's pretty smart on their end. I know um, San Diego, they have a whole other building almost where they do major signings. It's not even right. on the main floor, or used to be. I haven't been past couple years. Um, 
But I don't remember New York. I don't remember how the big signings were set up. It's so massive in so many areas. Jeez, it was crazy. All I know is I had to stand in a garage and wait for a ticket to get a toy. That's crazy. Yeah. Three, three stories down inside of a maintenance garage is where they had us line up as they sent you up to get your you get a ticket so then you could go and buy a $30 toy. <laughs> this is nuts. There was no signage. I just stumbled across some guy who told me where it was. So it, it was funny. That that wasn't too well designed for him, but that was probably the best they could do for that. But no, you're right, John. Um, setup's a big big deal on a big show. On a smaller show, um, you know, setup isn't. It, it we all want you know Artist Alley. Whether you're going as an Artist Alley, if you're going as a small publisher, um, you've got a you know a location. You just never know where you're going to end up. Sometimes the back wall in the dark corner you think is going to be horrible ends up being the place. You don't know why. You know, I can remember doing a show a couple of years ago, and uh, an artist I knew was, he was like, oh, man, you going to believe where I am. Back in that back wall back there, it's dark. Nobody's going to see us and everything. And then at that show, he's like, that's the best show I've done all year. <laughs> I'm like, why? And he goes, I have no clue. It isn't like there was a big star or anything around me or anything, but they just, it was the way the f- traffic flowed around us and everybody saw us. I'm like, well, see, you just never know. So, but you do have to have a cool display. And he had a very bright, cool display. So he was able to get their attention once they walked by. So, you know, that's something you got to really consider is how much you're going to invest and what all you're going to do to get their attention once you do the show. If you're set up there as an artist or as a, publisher or both you gotta have something to get their attention what are you doing to get their attention yelling screaming trying to throw stuff at them really doesn't work no um, Chases actually, them away. yeah actually and you annoy your uh you annoy neighbors. your neighbors yeah. <laughs> you know and we know people that do that and it's not something i'm particularly fond of and i really you know I, it may work in the short term, mm-hmm. but in the long term, I really think you turn people off. Uh, but going with that, too, um, something I really like about Heroes is that they mix people up. Mm-hmm. They put the big guys right next to the small guys. Yep. You know, there's no there's no, you know, section for superstars and section for the little guy with the Xerox comic. Right. They're right next to each other. Yep. And uh, I really like that about Heroes, that it kind of, you know, evens the playing field. Oh, I agree. I agree. And you'll have an Adam Hughes sitting right by some, some you know, small press guy right around the corner yeah. from him. So, yeah, no, it really evens it up. It keeps the traffic flowing around. It keeps people moving around all over your hall, not just centralized in one area, you know. So... And honestly, I've met some of the more interesting people at Heroes than, you know, some of the bigger shows. It's a more intimate show. I don't, yeah. I, I can't really explain why. I don't know, because yeah. it's kind of big. Yeah, actually. it is. It's not, a little, it's not a little bitty show. No, not at all. Um, but it's it's very intimate and comfortable there. You know, it's, it, it is kind of hard to explain that, but it's... 
it, you know, I don't know if it's because everything is almost literally in one building. I mean, you go straight from the hotel into the, uh, you know, into the convention center. Um, and it very quickly becomes kind of a community. You see the same people, uh, you know, around everywhere. No, that's, at that, night. that's something yeah. we, we need to talk about is that we brought that up is that, we, you, you sort of get the group of people who travels to most of these shows or some of these shows. So you start to know people. If you go from one right. show to another show to another show. You know, I'm sure you guys you guys are sort of grouped in with the podcast groups. I'm yeah, sure there's true. other people doing the podcast that you see at all the different shows, at most of the different shows. Um, you do the same thing with the small press area or the, or the artist alleys. You know, I have friends that I only see hanging out at the at, at the artist alleys. You know, um, that's when we that's when we hang out for the year. Yeah, that that's pretty much that's pretty much true. I mean, we see the guys from Comic Geek Speak, Indie Spinner Rack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know those uh, those podcasts, and we also get kind of grouped around folks like Kirby Crackle, right? Uh, the musicians, you know. So we get uh, we we're usually in the same spot with them a lot of the times too. So right. uh, we end up we kind of end up creating this little you know group, and you know we all end up at the same restaurants. We all end up at the same bars. Mm-hmm. So it's it's usually a very uh, insular experience, I guess. Right. So how are we gonna drag Bill in this conversation? Um, Bill, let's make him let's make him talk about a. Con experience. How about the last um, Chicago? You hadn't done one in how many years before then? Oh, 11. Okay. So, yeah. what was your your feelings that weekend? How much? What was different? What What was different? What was your experience? And then, on the flip side, we truthfully we did horrible at that show because we I was not prepared to really sit behind a table at that show. So I had we had nothing. So it's talk about what we didn't do that we should have done on that show. Well, I, I think one of the for us where we were uh, I think we should have had a sketch magazine mm. cover. Uh, I think that would have gotten us uh, a lot more uh, stopping and talking and you know more than we did. I mean, we talked to several people, but I noticed that that just walking around the show uh, and talking to people once they realized who I was and, you know, Sketch Magazine, they saw that. Uh, it really was like a rock star, being, you know, and that was a far cry from, you know, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I had a good time. Well, the cool thing about that show was that the, uh, the board was there. After Run Media. Mm-hmm. Yep. So John was there. Yep. And uh, we got to see a lot of people we'd never saw in person before. Yeah, several of the guys we did who had done interviews, like Joe Linsner, and uh-huh. uh, I got to talk to Billy Tucci. Ah, uh, who doesn't talk to Billy? <laughs> that's yeah. true. I mean, well, I mean, it, it, and that's that's another one that's and some of these conversations in person, you know, there's a, it spans a gap of, you know, I'd seen him at Mid Ohio Con years ago, mm-hmm. and then to see him in Chicago, which is, I mean, he's still 
doing an awesome comic. So um, now it's more like I could talk. You know, I have a, there. You know, we both know Bo, and that's something you could always talk about. Mm. You, know, you know, knowing Bo Smith. Um, but what did you see a big difference from eleven years ago to what was it two years ago, three years ago? It didn't seem to, as as busy, really. Really. To me, um, yeah, it used to be the first Chicago con I went to was uh, out in Rosemont, and. Um, yeah, that thing was busy. Uh, that was 20 years ago, I guess, and uh, that was kind of like a power uh, bar worth of uh, con right there. But uh, and the, and the, the years after that, because I did several in a row, or well, yeah, I don't think I missed any for several years. So. Uh, It's, it didn't. It was still. There's still a lot of people, but it's, it, you know there were a lot of creators there too. A lot more artist alley access, really, like where we were. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It, I mean, the creators still are, are just as cool as they were back in the day. So right. it's just a different set. Some are, uh, you, you know, <laughs> they're so. <laughs> They're so young, but they're so talented. Some of them, and then some of them are, have just been around. They know everything because they've been through it all. So it, it, it was, it was pretty cool. And as far as my con convention schedule goes, I'll be at Derby City Con. Okay. And that's that's my list. That's it this year, huh? That's the whole list. Yep. I just don't travel. Um, I know. You know. Sorry, but it holds no interest for me. We'll get you out to a few more. Maybe not this year, but um, I just found out I got a wedding on Derby City Con. Oh no! Yes. So. Not mine. No. Um. So uh, we had planned on being there, Mike and I, taking a few tables, but I think I'm gonna set it out and uh, just do this wedding up here. So, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a few other people uh, that will be going that are also going to be part of the wedding. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a bit of a, uh, a you know, uh, neither they're either going to be extremely well dressed at the show, yes, or there'll be some quick changing and yes. driving back up in a hurry. Yeah, problem is it's about two and a half hours drive back up because the wedding's up in Ohio on the other side of Cincinnati, and that's why I Ooh, keep telling yeah. them. Guys, you're talking two and a half, almost three hour drive. Yeah, that's, like, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think I'm just, I'm going to call Uh-oh. it this year. Um, I, like I said, I'm gonna, my first one is C2E2, and I'm pretty sure we'll do Charlotte and um, Mid Ohio Cons. I just, I do not have the list. I'm not as as, as motivated as Chuck is to get organized yet, <laughs> but I will. Yeah. And. So we'll see, but we're gonna be at a lot of shows. Um, I, I feel like talking about shows. It's for me because of Blue Line. I probably look at shows a lot differently than other people now, because um, I can't really say I go in as a creator, um, even though I want to. This is my goal for next year: is to set up strictly as a creator next year, um, with Skystorm and everything. And 
2012, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most of this year is going to be. I mean, yeah, we're going to do Skystorm at, at, at Comic Related, um, but really that's probably going to be as much Clay'sway setup as truly Skystorm, you know, because um, it's what I'm going to have merchandise and stuff that's current. Um, so, but you know, from from 2012, we're hoping to have all the digital releases and everything cranking by then. And so it's going to be a different beast. And I'm just wondering what this whole digital community you know, this new digital outlet's going to do to conventions. Is it going to bring in more creators wanting to get out promoting their stuff, like web comics, you know? Because um, it's the one way you get out there and reach a readership. Or is it going to diminish it and let social media carry it? So we'll see. You know, San Diego is sold out in, what, a day? Well, um... Considering how many times they had to uh, restart the computer, but yeah, essentially a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sold out four weekend show in a day. That's a, that's just incredible, and, but they're gonna have to fix it because it's the same thing as um, uh, what was that? What's the electronic show E3? Oh yeah, they end up having to bust it apart and. Make it, you know, part of it, vendors only, no outside people. Um, you, you can't sell out a comic convention in a day, you know, no. a weekend, and it's going to lose its mojo. You know, yeah, they're going to be busy that weekend, but now next year it's like, well, screw it, I couldn't get in last year, I'm not going to try this year. Right. You know, why would I plan my vacation time around that or something? So, yeah, they're going to have to do something. I, I saw somewhere on Facebook some people was talking about, trying to find a little hotel across the road from the convention center and do a signing uh-huh. in there <laughs> for those who couldn't get tickets to San Diego. Right. I thought that do was a funny. non-con or something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh, San Diego is an unbelievable show. It's just... Yeah, if you're, I think if you're a small creator, don't start with San Diego. Not unless you live yeah, in that area. If, yeah, if you live in the area, fine, but... Uh, you know, even if you can get in, don't. Mm-hmm. I think. I think not only will it scare most people just from the sheer size of it, mm-hmm. but um, you know, you're competing with TV and. Yep, Hollywood. Hollywood, you know, you're competing with God knows how many things. There, uh, you know, every big game company on the planet. Uh, you know, you're competing with half-naked girls. <laughs> you're competing with a whole lot of stuff yep. that is at other shows, but nowhere in the intensity and the amount that it's going to be at uh, at San Diego. So uh, My San Diego stories are one year I went there, and I got stuck in an aisle, in the middle of an aisle. And, and when you have freight flight in, let me tell you, it is expensive. Oh, heck and yeah. uh, it was five hundred dollars for them to sign for my skid. That was the fee, five hundred dollar fee for them to sign, and and take take my skid off the truck and and wherever they put it while they were waiting for us to set up. Right. Five hundred bucks. So I mean, right there is like wow. So you know you got to find ways around that. Um, yeah. And so then you don't want to ship anything back at that kind of price. Um, so the next year we did it, we shipped just a minimum amount of stuff. We sent, you know, shipped it as small as we could, 
I uh, took a bunch of stuff with me. I had stuff shipped to the hotel, everything. But I was like, we're not going to ship anything back. And it's funny because earlier you mentioned something about bathrooms and I always think about San Diego. We right. were sit, we had four tables and we were at the end of a row and had Paul Sizer with me. And we were right across from the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's got to use the bathroom at a show sometime. Oh, heck yeah. We sold out in a day and a half. Nice. So, on the second day, I just looked at Paul Sizer and says, all these tables are yours. I'm going to go hang with everybody. I spent mm-hmm. the day over in IDW and just walk around, sitting around talking to friends and stuff. And, uh, you know, Paul had all the tables for himself, handing out our cat. only thing I left over was catalogs. So, right. Um, that, that sort of defeated the purpose of being there four days, too. But, yeah, we, we made our money and went on. So, yeah, actually, sometimes sitting up across from the bathroom can be a good thing. Because people will see you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but um, San Diego can be very, very, very expensive. Um, oh, yeah. I just don't know how you truly make money at the show. I think most publishers look at it as a major write-off. Um, they're looking at it as, and they are investing thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars at these shows. So, you know, you got to be careful what you're going to spend. Probably don't right. what I would do artist um, San Diego's if I could get in with the web comics or through an artist alley. I just would not bother to take Blue Line. It's too expensive. Um, that Which reminds me of the money thing. Mike just informed me today that C2E2, our yeah. $1,000 or whatever it is for a booth, it might be mm-hmm. more than that. I'm not too sure. It is a booth. Strictly um, booth. No tables, no chairs. You get a 10 by 10 space for that money. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that must be something they changed from last year. So, because and then if you want tables and chairs, you have to go through and order those. And, and they're all, it's all extra. Oh, yeah, because tables and chairs are actually the purview of the location. The venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah we actually ran into a little table issue last year, mm-hmm. which, which I won't discuss because, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a mess, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got to make sure you take tables and chairs with you or you're going to be paying even extra for those. And that's unusual. And the reason I bring it up, that's unusual for a comic convention. Usually a comic convention, yes. you get an eight-foot, you know, you get a ten-foot booth or eight-foot booth, whatever. You get a table and two chairs. Um, some reason, C2E2, the Reed Expo guys, they're not doing that. And I really don't. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like get it. that. I think that's going to bite them. Eventually, you know, they're running show. They run shows like library shows, and yeah, I just think they're used to using doing big vendor shows, right? And big vendors spending big bucks. Well, the small artists and small publishers, they they need it as affordable as possible. And let's get real. The only reason the Reed Expo people looks at conventions because they they knew the economy was going in the crapper. Uh-huh. They needed more shows to pay their wages and get involved, so they jumped into this market because they know these people will spend the money. They will come to the shows, but they need to adapt a little bit more into their setups because if I'm not mistaken, they did the exact same thing up in New York the first year or two. 
When you got a booth, you got a 10 by 10 booth, period. And I think it's $100 for a table. And I think it's 50 bucks for a chair to rent them for three days. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, and they say Blue Line will be taking its own chairs and tables <laughs> and whatever. Right. Although, I, that might have been what happened um, to one guy at C2E2, or he may have planned this all along. But uh, there was one guy set up there. He actually set up what looked like a living room. Oh, yeah? He had two chairs and a coffee table. His books were on the coffee table. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, he had standees and stuff around to advertise stuff. But, yeah, I thought it was kind of an ingenious setup. And then one one poor guy who couldn't get his table for some reason, he set up all his crap on the floor. Really? <laughs> yes, he did. There was, some, there was some snafu with this one dude getting his table till well into uh, the first day. He had all his stuff set up on the floor he was sitting on the floor you know cross-legged his sketchbook in his lap <laughs> sitting there sketching away i would be majorly upset oh i'm sure he was at some point but yeah. he seemed perfectly fine with it people were crouching down looking at his stuff so wow you know it's, i guess the novelty of him being on the floor mm -hmm. uh drew a few people that's cool well technically you know Technically, we're a creator podcast, but uh, mm -hmm. should we uh, should we get into the thing of uh, warning people what they should and shouldn't do at cons? You know, kind of a do's and don'ts at a convention. Are you talking about the person attending or the person setting up? Um, well, we could do person attending first and then okay. person setting up, maybe. And, you know, I think we've all written about this at one time or another. I know I put out a little booklet years ago, I think. Bill has done at least one article on convention attending, um, and maybe maybe you should probably run with that, Bill, since... Uh... Well, uh, I think the article you're talking about, maybe Chris Warner sent me the one that Dark Horse uses, or you know, I think they posted it on their site, maybe. Right. But um, uh, some of the things are, you know, be respectful of other people, whether it's creators and other people, other fans, uh, be prepared if you are in a portfolio line, which that's probably a big thing, a big change from the Chicago that we were talking about earlier to before, because before you had more portfolio reviews and the opportunity to show your work off, and I didn't see that as much. Right. Uh, actually, I hardly saw that at all. I saw more signings and stuff with... Uh I think talent. They, I think they do more lotteries now. They only hand yeah. out so many tickets for reviews. Uh, so that that was a change, but uh, I mean, really, the, the the I think was was it this last year that uh, at at San Diego somebody stabbed somebody or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, don't stab anybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a. That should be rule number one. Don't hurt somebody else. If you do, you're a fool. And you get arrested by San Diego police. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah, so, I think it was over a stupid. chair, too, you know? Yeah. Don't be retarded. Like, you took my chair, so I'll stab you. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's... I mean, I've been around shows where, you know, guys are... 
guys or, or well, mostly it's guys really, but um, not they. I don't want to say they're they're pissed, but they don't know when to leave sometimes. Mm. And uh, especially the you know the bigger talents or something. And I remember one situation with John Byrne and some guy wanted him to sign a sketchbook, but John Byrne had not drawn anything in the sketchbook, but the guy still wanted him to sign it. So uh, finally, John Byrne signed signed it. Said I did not draw anything here, John Byrne. So, uh, nice, <clears throat> but uh, that was, you know, convention, fun, talk fodder for a while, especially with me and Mark Hester. That's well, that was been Ohio Con. That was when it was up, whatever that city is up north. Mansfield. Above, that was above Mansfield that one year. Or uh, no. Mm, Ohio yeah, Con was yeah. always in Mansfield. But he. It was Columbus. Maybe it was a number. Another show. Let's show us all Jason Pearson out. Right. I don't know. I have to ask Mark. But, uh, I don't know. That's a, really, your attitude has to be, um, whether it's positive attitude about just being there and being glad you're th- that you're there uh, and having a plan. Know what you're going for. Whether it's, if you're going to talk to other creators or show your stuff off or um, see other people's work, uh, especially books that you follow or creators that you follow or companies you follow. Um, you know, know what you're going for. And don't, I guess don't be a pest. Uh, that's hard to be, if, hard to determine if you're that person. Uh, it's not me. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> But uh, and I'm sure that guy didn't think he was. He was, just, you know, a huge fan of John Burns. But um, I mean, that, that really is the biggest thing. Go with a positive attitude and know what you're what you're going for, and don't stab anybody. <laughs> and sing, because I have nothing else on that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything, Bob? Not really. Not really? No. Well, my thing, if you're just if you're a person, you know, not if you're a creator or anything, for God's sakes, babe. <laughs> John. You know, I, I hate to, I hate to, you know, attack the obvious, but nobody likes the stinky guy at a, at a convention. And sadly, there are people who, are quite uh, pungent, so bathe. Find some place to bathe. I don't care if you're sleeping in your car. Make a friend and bathe. Um, wearing comfortable shoes. Yes. You're going to be walking a lot. So, you know, you may really dig your Gene Simmons demon boots, but how many hours are you going to be able to wear those things? So definitely, you know, wear be smart. Wear shoes that are easy and comfortable to walk in. Um, if you're planning to get a bunch of stuff signed, bring pens. Mm-hmm. Don't expect the artist to necessarily have a pen every time. They probably will. But it's just kind of courtesy for you to have a pen, too, just in case. Especially if they have a dark cover or something that you want signed 
it's up to you to bring the silver gel pen or whatever you want it signed with. Don't just assume they're going to have one. Um, of course, you know, we said, uh, we talked about bathrooms, so be careful how much you bring or drink. Uh, because, you know, after a while, bathrooms tend to become toxic waste dumps. Yes. So, you know, you might want to curb your, uh, you know, your big gulp Mountain Dew addiction for the thing of the con. And uh, the last thing I tell everybody is bring a bag. Yes. You know, bring bring a shoulder bag, bring a backpack, buy, a, you know, some company's thing at the show. Um, our friends at Ringtail Cafe have really lovely bags that they will be glad to sell you. At the convention, you know, but bring a bag to bring all your stuff. You know, um, trying to carry stuff around, trying to carry all your acquisitions and cards and posters and buttons and freebies and stuff like that. Um, you know, you definitely need to have some place to carry that. And after a while, you're just going to start dropping stuff all over the floor. So bring a bag to stuff all that in. And if it's a multi-day con... Empty the bag in the hotel room every night. Yep. Bring tubes for posters. Yes, bring tubes for posters. Uh, if you have prints, especially if Blue Line is there, go buy those uh, sleeves. Mm -hmm. The top loaders mm -hmm. is what they're called. Yeah, go buy a top loader. You've invested There's... money in those prints. You want to make sure you get them home safe. Right, especially, you know, especially those that are uh, from guys that you really love and only see maybe once a year, you definitely want to get that because nothing screws up a print more than getting rolled up and then squished in the bottom of a bag. Yep. Um, after, uh, luckily didn't happen to me, but happened to a friend of mine, uh, bring cash. Because it's hard to find ATMs with at some of these cons. With money. With um, money in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, some of them, they may have money at the beginning of the day. By about noon, those ATMs are empty. Yep. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's just kind of common sense stuff more than anything else. It, just if you're, you know, a person walking around. Uh, now, if you're an artist walking around, you know, there's there's even more stuff. A lot of what Bill was saying, you know, be polite. Uh, if you're planning to get your stuff looked at, there's a whole list of stuff that you should probably do. And and that's probably more the purview of you guys, both being uh, people who look at portfolios. Well, definitely go with a plan on who you want to show your stuff to, but keep, keep your mind open to who you might stumble across. I know... Most people aren't going to come to the show and think about showing a portfolio to Blue Line or Sketch, but Bill, they will, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. You see a lot of them. I mean, we had, especially the you know that one year, we just had a line, and you, you know you handed it off to me and said, "Here, <laughs> I can't do this," because you were selling paper and uh, all the other stuff and. I, you know, I was more than happy to do it, and that's another thing. Uh, for me, I usually have to take ibuprofen for body aches <laughs> or whatever, you know, headaches and stuff. 
and uh, cough drops because by the end of the day, I've talked myself hoarse. So later on, I, other people are drinking beer. I'll drink coffee or, or tea or something because uh, I can't talk. Right. And my throat's so raw. So, but that's just me. No, I think that probably happens to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's really dry in there. It's canned, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that canned air, essentially. Right. Uh, So, you know, by the end of the day, you're breathing, you're breathing like thrice recycled air. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a thing. And, you know, if uh, you're going to be spending all day at the con, it probably wouldn't even hurt to bring snacks. You know, because... Yeah, it's expensive to eat at a it's show. Ex- definitely. It's really expensive to eat at a show. Four dollar ice cream cones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even if it's, uh, you know, some of those places just outside the show, like if you get into uh, some of those shows that kind of have little malls in the building with them, mm-hmm. even those places aren't exactly cheap. No. So, so keep it in mind, you know, if... Uh, but one thing about snacks... For God's sakes, don't be stupid enough to eat something that leaves residue on your fingers. Cheetos. Cheetos, hot fries, stuff like that. If you touch that, you know, Action Comics number one with your Cheeto fingers, you just bought that. If they can touch an Action Comic number one, I would be impressed. Well, yeah. That's not slabbed. Yeah, but but even, you know... Even if you touch, even if you touch one in, you know, slabbed or something like that, they'll probably still make you buy it. Yeah. So, you know, have a brain and, you know, eat something light and clean. Right. I, I guess the big thing is even in a show in the wintertime, wear light clothes. I mean, you got to yes. get, it's, it's hot. I mean, I, I usually take a, an extra shirt or two because especially on setup days. Because here we are, we're carrying in, we're sitting up. A lot of times, the day that we're going to work the show. So, you know, you've just busted in and out, in and out, in and out, getting everything in. Then you get it all set up. You're tired. You're sweaty. So, you know, it's time to check off the bathroom, change shirts, freshen up a little bit before the show starts. So, uh, you know, definitely think about that. Yeah, I kind of I kind of naturally dress in layers anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's that's, you know a really smart idea is to, you know, have a t-shirt and an over shirt. And, you know, if it's cold outside, maybe a, a little jacket or something like that, but ha- make it stuff. You can either shove in a bag or tie around your waist or, you know, whatever, what have you, or carry over your shoulder or something like that, you know, because yeah, you walk around for a while, you know, I don't care what it's like outside. They're going to jack up the heat in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. It's going to be warm. Well, we just talked an hour about conventions. There we go. We really never discussed about setting up your table or anything like that. I think we've done a little bit about in the yeah, past about that. That could be a good one for next week. Okay. So this one. We already have the topic. Really right. about attending. Um, right. We have an email, but do we want to go ahead and save it for the next one? Yeah, let's save it. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off, John. Was you? No, that was fine. Okay. Do you want to catch us up on what's been happening over at sketchcomicrelated.com? I can do that. Um, 
I'll try to be a little quick here. Uh, the most recent one being using the Copic Blender. Uh, I know the idea of the Blender is a little alien to some people. Because um, what is a Blender? It's a clear liquid, correct? Right. It's a clear liquid that allows you to create certain effects with your Copic markers. Mm -hmm. uh, allows you to blend colors. Allows you to... Uh, lighten or darken colors depending um, you know just allows you to do things that you wouldn't normally think that you could do with what technically is a marking pen so um, you know it's a little it's a little mysterious to some people so I found a, a fairly good short tutorial uh, with several tips and tricks on using the Copic blender um, after that I found now, most of this is done by computers now, but I'm one of those people that thinks it never hurts to know how to do stuff by hand, uh, even if you never have to do it, because there could be that one time where you have to do it. So um, there, uh, I found a little tutorial on the actual drawing of speech and thought balloons. Now, it is a little juvenile. Uh, I'll put that out there. Uh, I, th I think it's geared towards younger children, but the uh, the thing is still sound. Right. So go check that out. Um, then I found, uh, you know, we've mentioned it several times before how much we all love Jeff Smith and Bone. Um, and I found a nice short tutorial that he did for the People's Scholastics. Uh, I think it's part of the package of them uh, putting out all the Bone books uh through scholastics now which has managed to get them all into libraries and bookstores and things like that um so there's a short sweet little thing of him drawing bone and explaining uh his process and then they switch over to uh steve hammaker uh the colorist of pretty much everything jeff smith does um and he does a little thing about uh coloring and then uh, as a companion video to that, a video I, I've run before, uh, an interview that was done by the guys at iFanboy. Um, that's a longer video, so uh, go check those out. Those are something good to watch together. Uh, after that, um, and it's kind of apropos to stuff I've been doing at school. We've been drawing faces a lot lately. So um, I found this thing on drawing the nose. And uh, I think that's usually something that uh, some comic creators kind of mess up on or don't take the time to really think about. You know, they'll try to fake it out with a couple of dots or one line or, you know, whatever. And um, sometimes they can get away with it, but a lot of times it just ends up looking bad. Right. Rushed, you know, and there's it's uh, messing up the nose is a good way to mess up the entire drawing. So. Uh, something to think about. Also, something to keep in mind is perspective. When you're drawing anything, uh, especially when you're drawing people, uh, if you're drawing a crowd scene, which, you know, any comic artist worth his salt should be able to draw a crowd of people um, just standing around or, you know, looking up at the hero, that sort of look up in the sky scene. Um, so there's a nice tutorial here on drawing in perspective. Uh, beyond that, um, six videos, which make up one J. Scott Campbell interview. Um, 
it's another YouTube thing where they divided them up strangely, but uh, it's a really good interview, um, kind of an interview and contest set of videos uh, that he did with the uh, guy running the show. So it's pretty cool. Check it out uh, all together about, I think, just under an hour worth of video. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed it. And um, let's see, I quickly scrolled mistakenly. Uh, and then uh, right after that, there is uh, Neil Adams. And if you don't know who Neil Adams is, shame on you. Uh, get out and, uh, you know, read your comics history. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about art and philosophy um, and how he is really impressed by the current state of comics and uh where comics are going so uh you have someone who's most definitely old school uh you know as i say in the little blurb here his batman is my batman that's the batman that i really knew and grew up uh you know was part of and um he's really waxing uh very interested about the current state of comics and uh, talks briefly about digital and stuff like that. And then um, after that, there's a just under 20-minute and strangely silent video of him drawing Batman. But it's, you know, it's well worth watch, watching the video because any chance you get to see a living legend at work is a good one. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty much catching us up for the week. Awesome. Bill, I hear we have a winner... Yes, we do. Uh, the Despicable Me uh, DVD contest. The winner, who drew Doctor Doom doing something heroic, being a crossing guard, uh-huh. was Fred Lang. All right. That's, uh, that's the name he goes by, but his full name's Fred Lang Lang Hennig. Uh, very awesome young. Uh, well, it's not a young man. He's younger than me, but uh, he's going to put. Uh, I, I predict he will be busy. So I. I tell you now go check out his stuff and check out all the entries because there's you know creative ideas and the next one will be next contest will be an inking contest now um that's at the community board on comic related right sketch magazine correct right just let them know in case we have some newbies good point because that's what i would usually tell you i know so so, yeah, um, next one's going to be inking. We're going to put the download on the sketchmagazine.net site. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. It'll, it'll be an Andy Smith. I think it's uh, is it X Factor, X Force page. Okay. From oh, Andy. wow. Yeah. Yeah. can't remember which, cool. but I know it's in my – where you emailed it to me. So. And what's been going over at the Comics Mentor? Um, mostly just encouragement stuff. Uh you know, had some people respond back to some things that that uh, I had posted. Uh, trying to pull up the list, but it's not quite well. Now it is. Taking a sweet time flipping over mm-hmm. between windows. But mainly it's, it's, you know, just like we were talking about with conventions. You know, make your plan about what you're going to do, not only with your convention activities, but with your comics activities or with any anything else that this happens with. Uh, 
because I know from you know personal experience that things can tend to overwhelm you. So if you can uh, sort of compartmentalize things and get the you know put them into bite-sized chunks, then sometimes it's like chicken nuggets. Before you know it, you've eaten the whole twenty pack. I don't know that from personal experience, but you know it can be I done. I was about to say, dude. <laughs> A lot of I'll chicken nuggets in one sitting. I'll get the six piece if I do, but um, now you get fifty. Yeah. So that's a, fam- that's a family size, not a single serving. <laughs> I think Clay would believe it's single serving. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a, you know it's, it's time to go is one of the the topics, and that's any time that you're ready to to make a push, that's the time to go. So get started now right so there you go cool um let's see me uh clay's way uh we're wrapping up a storyline this friday there's been a six-parter we're going to introduce the uh, new character um we sort of last week i sort of mentioned that that the story needed a wrap-up that's these two strips that are running this week it didn't really wrap up the way cleanly because of the narrative that i did throughout the strip um, the funny thing is that my wife saw Monday Strip. And this is the difference between, I guess, a comic fan and a non-comic fan. And and it's something I got to take in consideration when I'm writing. She didn't realize that he had been standing there through all these strips telling this story to the Candyman. She didn't realize that the narrative was directing the story all the way up to him standing in line with the ice cream cone on his chest, um, telling the candy man why the girl did it. And that, you know, of course, the wider of me says, well, you know, there's no narrative balloons now. There's none of this, da, da, da. And she just didn't grasp that. So I, I've got to be careful. And i got to realize that I'm going to be hopefully bringing in new readers who don't normally read strips. Because of our subject matter with Clay's with ADHD and dyslexia. Um, so I have to be careful on how I set this kind of stuff up and keep it open-minded. Make sure somehow we are directing people through the, and so they enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. So and once I explained it to her and I showed her underneath, you know, I, I did put a little sentence under there to help tell people that that's what's been going on. She, she caught it. So... Yeah, but that is a good point. Yeah. You know, you've always you've uh, you you've got to kind of hold the reader's hand at least at first you, to get. Yeah, uh, and you always have to assume that this strip is the first strip anyone ever sees. I think that's. I think you can get caught in, the, and that's probably something we need to talk about. I think you can get caught in. The, oh well, you know, this is our fortieth strip, so no. Right. This can be anybody's first time five minutes ago. Right. You know, and this could be their first strip because this is the one that's live on the front of the site. They have to go dig in to find the other ones, you know. You do have to be careful and conscious of that. It made me think of it. Um, I, you know, my first response was, you've been married to me 25 years? <laughs> you know, this strip's been fun. Um, so I've had a lot of blasts with it. I've uh, been working, and myself, I've been working on some blue line stuff, behind the scenes stuff, and Stuff like that. So, uh, still working on a kick, Kickstarter project. We'll let people know about that as it develops. That's really it. So, uh, John, how can they uh, reach you? 
I can always be reached at john at sketchmagazine.net or john at comicrelated.com. Hey, Bill. Um, you can send me an email at comicsmentor at gmail.com or find me on the Comic Related Community Forum board. You can reach me at Bob H at bluelinepro.com or you can reach all of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. If you got any suggestions or ideas or comments about what we did or anything, please send them. You know, we'll, we'll all read them and uh, talk about them and hopefully cover the subject. Thanks, guys. Okay, Thanks. we'll see you. Take care. <laughs>